Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Time decision continues. Get on the grid. I'm on the grid. So is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. I am Gabriel Morenci. Throw it down on the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation Radio. Following Scotty Farrell, we go coast to coast. And don't forget, you can catch Scotty Farrell's podcast over at Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all the places that you download your podcast, as well as Morenci Unfiltered, in which uh, we let loose uh, on uh, the podcast. Uh, ah, no, not really. It's just uh, <laughs> it's just another name. All, all of our shows are pretty much un, um, unfiltered, uh, but that's besides the point. All right, so a lot of excitement in the air. We talk college football, and we know there's going to be college football, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be NFL football as well, Cam. Schedule set to be uh, released, although we already know the strength of schedule. We already know who's playing who. We're going to find out about the matchups, but... With no fans, it's interesting. It changes the prime time uh, dynamic of games, right? Like one of the tough things to, you know, about going into a Monday Night Football is the crazy crowd, the grind uh, of the crowd. It does change the dynamic uh, having empty stadiums. Although you know the NFL is going to, um, you know the NFL will be creative and come up with cool ways to sort of have a, an, a, an environment in a stadium. And it's interesting because the UFC, of course, returns on Saturday in Jacksonville. And uh, they asked Dana White if um, if uh, they're going to um, you know pump in any crowd noise, virtual fans, um, you know any any sort of you know enhancements to the broadcast. And he said that they tried it. And he said we considered it, we tried it, but he said I thought it was kind of cheesy. <laughs> and he goes, it just didn't work. He said, you know, we did, we couldn't figure out a way where it would work. They do have a live DJ. Did they so, got the ring girls still? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got yeah, yeah. they got to make the trip. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. They, for 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 fighting, you don't need the crowd actually. No, you don't. Like for you fighting, don't it works it. the best. Yeah, it gets yeah. right in the cage, and Ooh. you still hear noise because you hear the gloves, and it's cool. That's what I want to hear. Can you I even hear the hear fighters that. talk a bit? Mm-hmm. And you can hear the corner, like really clearly. And the corner guys yell a lot, man. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. There's four guys in each corner, so that's eight guys. They're all yelling. Take him down. Watch out. It's a constant. So it creates an environment. Although, you know, and they're going to play their entrance music and everything as well. But it'll be interesting to see how the broadcast is pulled off. I'm sure they've watched how wrestling has done it. Yeah, no, I, 
And the thing is, Gabe, I love the raw sound in, in the corner. That's stuff that you don't get to see every day. You said it. You don't need fans there. I could hear the leg kicks nice and crispy. You know, when a guy hits a guy flush, we're going to hear some sounds. That's fine with me. Other sports, football, you need the wild crowd and stuff like that. For, for fighting, golf, and other sports, tennis, you can play these sports without fans. And I agree with Dana White, actually. I think it would be cheesy. They could do it this way, and the ambient sound will be awesome to see. It'll be pretty refreshing. I'm of the belief that crowds are overrated. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never heard a player be scared, oh, it's going to be loud there. Like, you know, we always hear that handicappers dropping all, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Boy, it's going to be rocking there tonight. Yeah, well, whatever. It's been rocking in Buffalo for 50 years. They still haven't won. <laughs> and it's rocking in Cleveland. It's rocking in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Buffalo Sabre games rock, right? The only thing won, is... The Winnipeg you know, Jet games rock. Yeah. Do they win? False starts. In Seattle, it was yes. really loud. Football, it, exactly, that's, it's exactly... You're a Seahawks fan. We all know about the 12th man. But you can't tell me that it's not easier to go to Seattle and play in that empty stadium than it is when there's 84,000 people louder than a bunch of jets taking off. It yeah. just will be for teams. So it changes the dynamic uh, a little bit. But it could hurt some other teams as well, right? Like, it could go uh, both ways. So uh, we'll get into this uh, and more as we welcome everybody listening on SB Nation uh, Radio. Get on the grid at the Sports Grid, at Sports Rage, at Cam Stewart Live. I am Sports Rage, Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down with the Raging Red at Cam Stewart. Countdown to the National Football League schedule release is on. And the countdown to UFC 249 is on in Jacksonville. And uh, we talked earlier in the week about what a nut job Tony Ferguson is and about how he enjoys pain. And as you can see here, a lot of people, a lot of people, Cam, are freaking out about the COVID test. Oh, I know. And I don't know if you've seen it, man. They jab oh. a swab like, oh, yeah. like way, way up there. I love God, the video. God knows, God knows what they'd find if we stuck a swab up Cam's nostrils. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Please don't do it. Yeah, lots of gunk up there, Gabe. Lots of stuff. Anyway, I still uh, have things from years ago up there too. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, how is that? I'm like, what the hell? Stick that come it up, from? I start bleeding. Yeah. Oh my god, what's up there? Uh, yeah, but you see Tony Ferguson. <laughs> Everyone else uh, it's so painful and everything. He's just sort of he's like, ah, he's like, ah, smiling after. Yeah. Like the guy, he just he's a nut job, this guy. Yeah, you sent me the video, and I'm like, wow, they're really going up Tony Schnaz there pretty high. That's the thing. It wasn't just like a little DNA swab. Like, they get up there and poke. It's almost in your brain. You're right. He's laughing at the end <laughs> with the glasses on. I love this guy, man. Like, he's just an absolute animal. I love everything about him. He, he kills me. Sitting in ice, too. You ever sat in, like, sheer ice like that before? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I couldn't sit in, like, a, a one of those hyper I've done it before I used to live in uh, the Arctic so I've been uh, swimming in the water where you could basically dive going in I did it after a few beers I just got out but if you stay in there for more than like 15 20 seconds and you don't get out like your heart go do, do hypothermia like you're dead like you the water is so cold you could die but uh, yeah, I've done one of those polar bear jumps too. But now, Gabe, that I'm overweight and bigger and older, I don't want my heart to stop. It's probably a bad, bad idea because I could literally have a heart attack when I hit the water. When I was a younger man, I used to do that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't recommend you go. Uh, yeah, you go. No, I, I, that, that's probably sound advice. But this is even more hardcore than jumping in for 15 or 20 seconds. Yeah. These no. guys like sit in there for hours and stuff. It's crazy. They sit in there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for hours. Yeah, like he's on the edge. Uh, you know, it's interesting because a lot of a lot of fighters coming into this card 
are sort of taken out of their element a little bit. Uh, not all gyms are fully open. Maybe they don't have their training partners. There's a lot of sort of independent training uh, going on. We'll put it that way. And that's why I like this Bryce Mitchell guy who's uh, he's out of Arkansas. And, uh, you know, this kid, like, trains in the woods as it is already. He won't. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid. Cam Stewart's on the grid. So am I. Gabriel Morenci, let's uh, do this thing. We're talking NFL football. We're talking fighting. We're talking college football. But let's get back into the NFL uh, talk uh, right now. Uh, we were talking about worst of first. Then we'll get into some yep. odds here. 15 of the last 17 years, guys, International Football League team has gone from uh, worst uh, to first, last place to first place within their division. We don't believe the Miami Dolphins are capable of winning the division uh, this year, although they, they, they could be in the mix, They could be there. Yep, I agree. They really are. That's going to be a really competitive division. The Cincinnati Bengals just aren't there yet, although nope. the Cleveland Browns could make noise this year, guys. This is an up-and-coming team. Um, we know that uh, Cammie Colt loves his uh, loves some, some Phil Rivers and Frank <laughs> Reich. Yep. And uh, Darius Leonard and crew. Colts are poised for a big bounce-back season coming off a 7-9 and nine year uh, last year, 2-6 and six on the road which was their downfall. Jacksonville is going to be the worst team in the National Football League. They're not uh, going to go from worst to first. Leads us to the AFC West. Kansas City Chiefs are there. Uh, the Chargers are at least a decent team. They won't beat the Chiefs. But they're not going. They're no better than the Broncos are now and the Raiders and everything. You know, it's the Chiefs and everyone else in that division. We get into the NFC uh, East. It's Philadelphia and Dallas. The Giants are still sort of rebuilding. They're getting closer, but yep. I like Philly there. 12 team. Like the Eagles to win yeah. that division. The Redskins aren't winning the division. Nope. 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 The offense. Uh, their defense right. actually has some good parts and they're getting better with Chase Young, but uh, still a, a work in progress, Gabe. Right. Well, we're running out of real estate here. Um, the North. Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit. Detroit yes. Lions were 3-12-1 last year. Yes. The Detroit Lions go from worst to first. Cavs buying in to Matt Patricia. 
I am. It's not Matt Patricia. It's the Lions. Because I, you know what? If you're going to make one bet on worst to first, I think Detroit fits the bill. Matt Stafford now healthy. He was injured before. They had to bring in Mr. Blau. That's my name. Yeah, like, come on, Detroit. Now we got some good players. Akuda's going to make an immediate impact. They have skilled players all over the ball game. I love the receivers. I love the running back situation now. I think Detroit is actually, they can win the division. Green Bay could stay, take a step back. Chicago's overrated. And another thing is, what about Minnesota with Kirk Cousins? I, I, you know, they're good. They should win the division. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, out of them all, that one makes the most sense. I'm not buying. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm, not uh, uh, I, I'm like your door-to-door salesman. Go sell your encyclopedia somewhere else, you stupid. Right? Hey, get yeah. out. Get off my property. <laughs> yeah. Here, like, you hear this? Who are you? Who are you, you buying? Hear this? You hear this? Uh oh, uh oh. That's me no. slamming the door on the yeah, salesman. Yeah. Hey, no get solicitors. No solicitors, jerk. How'd you get in here anyways? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I'll tell you. Let us know with the Detroit Lions. And listen, I like the talent that they have. Yes. Like I said, they were 4-2 with Stafford last year. I think Matt Patricia's an idiot. I don't think he's a good coach. And I'm not as down on the rest of the division as you are. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to be good uh, still, although they do could have problems, you know, with now upsetting Rodgers. The Vikings are the Vikings are the type of team they'll win the division, but they'll yeah. lose in the playoffs after. Mm-hmm. So the I'm Bears. not uh, the Bears. Uh, I'm not buying the Bears. Mm-hmm. But to me, the problem with the Lions is I'm not getting enough value at plus six fifty. Yeah, For, you're telling me the Lions need to win a division. I need twenty to one. Yeah, I was gonna say even ten. Like you know, I, yeah, I, I'm not getting twenty, but like you said, like twelve. <laughs> twenty to one. I'll even put a hundred bucks in. I win a couple of grand. Like, well, the Redskins are plus twelve hundred. Yeah, what's who's the biggest ones? The Panthers are plus fourteen hundred. The Dolphins are plus nine hundred. Ooh, the Bengals are plus twenty six hundred. No. The Jags are twenty to one. The Raiders are twelve to one. All right, so you you're you're saying that you think the Detroit Lions? I don't know. Listen, they know it's worst to first, so they're who, all, who all these picks are going to sound crazy. Who else? The only other team that right, you can so make Carolina a is the yep. other last place team. They're not winning the division. Yeah, and the other Matt one rule takes three years, and this is the one. Cardinals. It's I'm going to take Arizona. Okay, that one may. You know what? I was over say, Detroit. Okay, I like Detroit. You like Arizona? We'll see what happens at the end of the season. I love the Cardinals too, but I just think the 49ers are are, are a better team. But I have no problem with that pick. No I problem. Know. And it's tough. San Francisco's a really good football team. And I'm even getting better value at plus 900. Okay. Oh, no, that's nice. Nine to one for the Cardinals? Yeah. That's something you can sink your teeth into. I think that's the one. Now, listen, the Rams The Rams are going to regress. The Rams seem to have They're, hit a wall. I agree. They're losing players. They're sort of in this nowhere's land of you don't have a bunch of young stars. They don't have, like, young talent, the Rams. I think the Rams are going to be bad next year. And they're losing their older star players. So they're yep. sort of in this in-between. What are you guys actually – what are you? You know what I mean? You're, you're in purgatory, really. The Rams will be a nine and seven, eight and eight type. I disagree. Team. I think they'll be under five hundred. Really? Yeah. Rams, yeah. I think the Rams will win like six, seven games next year. I think they're going to be horrible. I think they're going to be exposed. Yeah. Well, think about it. If you think Arizona is going to get better, who are they going to get wins from? Probably the Rams. They're going to be yeah. a better team than the Rams. Oh, no, you're so. right. They're going to be right there. All right. So your your Seattle Seahawks still in the mix. They're I mean, there, but they're not as good as San Francisco. They'll battle Arizona for second in that division, in my opinion. Arizona could get there. San Francisco seem rock solid, but the thing is. So does every team that makes the Super Bowl the NFC every year. And they always fall apart after. Yeah. That yeah. whole Super Bowl loss thing is real. Let's look at the, you know, the, the, the highway littered with dead bodies here uh, of the Atlanta Falcons. Never been the same since that Super Bowl. Carolina Panthers, never the same after that Super Bowl. Um, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, who else made the Super Bowl recently in the, in the, in the, uh, in the NFC that just sort of 
that Super Bowl losing hangover thing is real. Philadelphia Eagles. Carolina. Uh, Carolina, yeah, Carolina fell off face of the earth. Philadelphia Eagles strapped and made the playoffs, though. We'll give Seattle still, even after their losses, they've still been relevant. They're not as good as they were before, but they're still relevant. I think Arizona could take that leap, but I will say this. With John Lynch and San Francisco, Gabe, they're very, very prepared. Uh, this is an organization I think is going to be on top for a while. I have no problem with the Arizona bet from a value perspective at 9-1, to one, but I think the 49ers will not fall off the face of the earth. I just think they're too well-managed, and they've got a good group. And, you know, they bring in Trent Williams as well now. Um, they're, they're a stack football team. Yeah, they're a good organization. John Lynch, you know, I know you and I both have a lot of respect for what uh, John Lynch uh, brings uh, to the table. All right, so let's get into uh, let's get into the uh, will the team make the playoff odds here, see if there's anything out here. And as we stated, what we like about this is bets are action if season shortened, uh, only void if seven teams don't make the playoffs per conference and they're going to play their playoffs. Um, so we start off uh, alphabetically here with the Arizona Cardinals to make the playoffs plus 260. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say no, but uh, I'm not laying 360, so I'll pass on the Arizona Cardinals. But that could be a good bet at that price. I'm going to sprinkle on the Cardinals. Yep. And I'm not naive. I know they have a longer way to go. I mean, they're only a five-win football team last year. They, they had one tie, 5-10-1. But I think they're going to be greatly improved. Kyler Murray's going to be even better now. Their offensive line is going to be better now. Cliff Kingsbury is going to be better now. Yep. They have DeAndre Hopkins. You've got Christian Kirk. You've got Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, they found a ground game here last year with Kenyon Drake and company. Uh, there's a lot to like about what Arizona's doing right now. I love the draft pick of Isaiah Simmons. Like, you go down the list, it's like, wow, there's a lot of good football Oh, they did players. some good stuff. I right? Like, it's starting to come together. And I'm not going to underestimate the impact that DeAndre Hopkins is going to have on this football team. I think they're going to be right in the mix. You, you think the Rams are going to regress. I agree with that. I think the Cardinals are going to be better. They're going to be right in the mix. I think they're going to be battling with Seattle. I think they take that step up. And, you know, maybe they just miss out on the playoffs. But I think at 9-1 to one to win a division is, and we talked about it, 15 in the last 17 years, guys, a team has gone from worst to first. So Arizona to win a division at plus 900. And then conversely, you get Arizona um, just to make the playoffs at plus 260. I'm going to say yes, Cam. I'm going to say no, but good luck to you, buddy. Uh, it's it's actually next to Detroit as a big sleeper. I like Arizona as well. I just think they fall short. Um, the Atlanta Falcons the answer are another is no. team. Yeah, no. right, so no, you skip right away here. No. Um, them, so them not to make the playoffs is minus 270. If you think, nah, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's minus 270. For them to make the playoffs, it's plus 210. Here's a team that, I don't know, is it worth it at plus 390? I do think they could regress. The Baltimore Ravens, but they have one of the easiest schedules in a freaking league. It upsets me. The Ravens, you know, I think the Ravens take a little bit of a step back. They figure out the Lamar a little bit, but it's yes, minus 550, no plus 390 for the Ravens. Yeah, and this, on the, the link that you send me, I'm seeing plus, yeah, plus 490, not to make the playoffs is almost worth a look. But uh, you know what? I'm just not going to throw bets around like that. They're minus 700 and change to make the playoffs they should game but hey if something happens to Lamar Jackson everything can fall down uh, I think that's a very dangerous bet with the Baltimore Ravens I do think they make the playoffs but if you like almost five to one I got no problem with that from a value perspective the Buffalo Bills at FanDuel right yes now, minus 160 to make the playoffs minus 160 and 
You look at the talent and the football team that the Buffalo Bills have, it'd be a massive disappointment if they're not a playoff team. We'll continue the conversation on the other side. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've been pretty skeptical um, about a lot of um, about a lot of leagues coming back. I think people are kind of naive. There's a lot of talk, oh, the Korean baseball league's back. Okay, but it's easy. Look, they put a lot of work into it. They actually, their government actually did something. They tested, they traced, they quarantined. They had a plan. Therefore, they have their league back uh, right now. But when it comes to the NBA, like, you know, Major League Baseball's four and a half, five months, man. That's a load to deal with for them. Um, the National Football League, same thing. A lot of games, um, you know, talking about hundreds of thousands of tests that, that are needed to do the season. At least the NBA is in a position, I see a little bit more optimism in which, you know, it's not impossible to pull off five weeks at Mandalay Bay, is it? What's your feeling? Like, if you say percentages, 50-50, 70-30 against, 70-34, what do you think it is that they play the NBA playoffs, let's say in August or whatever? Well, I think they're really exploring every single possible avenue to at least salvage something because... You know, even though obviously like, there's no way that they're going to be able to do anything with fans anytime soon before there's a vaccine, but they still want to play some sort of, you know, semblance of some way to finish the season because they have the TV revenue that they need to be able to salvage. So they're going to try to do something. I think it really depends on how much mass testing is available. And right now it seems like there's not a whole lot of testing out there, or at least not in the quantities that they would need. And they also are pretty concerned about the optics of, you know, yeah. if the NBA is getting tens of thousands of tests and everybody in the country who needs a test or is feeling sick can't still get one. I think they're worried about like that being a bad PR move for them. So they're going to try to slow play it, but I do think they're trying everything they possibly can to salvage something. I think, you know, and I think that's, it's a good point that you raise and it's obviously going to be a problem but that's still going to be a problem in the fall, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a continuous problem. And I almost think people, yeah, some people will complain, but I think people want sports back so much. Like in Italy, what they did, they basically stated, we're going to donate five tests for every one test that we use. Right? So, like, if we, the Italian soccer league, if we need 50,000 tests, we're going to donate 250,000 tests. And I think that's the way around that uh, right now. At least, like, you look at baseball. Like, baseball, their union's so strong. It's so adversarial as well. They're not, like, lovey-dovey with the owners in baseball. There's, there's you know, it's they still sort of clash uh, often. At least the NBA are on the same page. 
right? You know, it's a pretty good relationship with the players and Adam Silver and the owners, and everybody understands what's at stake here. But I. I Game time decisions continues, as does our conversation about the National Football League playoff props. The countdown is on to the official schedule release uh, by the commissioner and the league. They're going to have an extravaganza tonight with GMs, players, coaches, etc. joining them uh, via Zoom or uh, what have you to uh, discuss uh, the schedule. We're discussing uh, playoff props uh, right now. And the Buffalo Bills, listen to FanDuel uh, right now in various states, uh, minus 160. To make the playoffs for the Buffalo Bills a complete package, the Buffalo Bills have done a great job building this roster, Cam, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott and company. Uh, They've been patient. And remember, the Bills made the playoffs a couple of years ago, and McDermott broke the team up still. Remember Tyrod Taylor? They were were a playoff team, and he benched Taylor. Uh, That was the worst thing he ever did, bringing Nate Peterman in, but that's, that's beside the point. But there were a lot of players on that team that he didn't keep or... And people after were like, man, you didn't make the playoffs in 20 years. You make the playoffs, and now you're chasing all these guys away. And he said, I didn't come here to make the playoffs. Exactly. And he said, this team that we have is not capable of going further than we did. And he said, there's a big picture here. And we've been patient, but the big picture is really starting to come together right now for the Buffalo Bills. It's on Josh Allen right now to deliver. He's got a ton of weapons. John Brown, uh, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. Devin Singletary, uh, they bring in the Moss kid, uh, Zach Moss from Utah. Um, Dawson Knox, the tight end, look good. Uh, we know that the Bills have an elite defense. They should win this division, and at minus 160, they should make the playoffs as well, the Bills. Yeah, I feel like we're almost getting punked here. I think that line should be Bills to make the playoffs minus 250, not minus 160. I still like it. If it's a trap, I'm falling for it. Their defense is legendary. Um, they had a great draft, too, to make their defense even stronger. I love the offensive weapons. You said it. Cole Beasley had a good year. Very underrated. John Brown was over 1,000 yards. Are we missing something? They're only going to get stronger. Uh, Allen has to be better. We've talked about that. The Achilles heel. He's got to come out of the gate hot. Stop having those mental lapses where he doesn't play well for three or four drives in a row. He's got to put it together for 60 minutes. But I love the Buffalo Bills to win the division. Minus 160 to make the playoffs. Hell yes. All right, the next team, we agree. I think the Buffalo Bills, and I have a Bills fan for the record, so I'm a little worried that everybody's on the wagon right now. Uh, but I know. I think the Bills are the third best team. You can, I don't see how there's an argument. They're the third best team in the AFC. The Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions, Baltimore Ravens deserve respect because of the record, but the Bills are right there. They are. The Bills are. are right there, and I'm not intimidated by the Baltimore Ravens. I am intimidated by Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Carolina Panthers will not make the playoffs. We don't even need to discuss this. Nope. Um, yes is plus 380. No is minus 550. The Panthers won't make the playoffs because, uh, you know, well, a lot of reasons. But Matt Rule, if you look at Matt Rule, his third year at Temple is when he was successful. His third year at Baylor is when he was successful. Um, it's going to be the same thing. He's building a program. He stacked a bunch of young defensive players. They're a couple of years away. I feel bad for McCaffrey, but he's got a hot girlfriend and he's got a lot of money. Yeah, don't feel bad for him. He's loaded. He's doing fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're right. He's not feeling bad for you or me. So this next uh, bet, here's a no that I will pull the trigger on. I agree. The Chicago Bears, no, minus 194. The Bears are not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to bounce back that much. I don't care that they have Foles or Trubisky or whatever. I don't care who starts. The Bears aren't going to make the playoffs this year. 
I'll bet that no at minus uh, 194 under minus 200 to Bears. I agree. I agree. Uh, the Bears offense is pedestrian. Is Trubisky going to get better? Who knows? Uh, single, uh, you know, you even talk about the, the running game, Gabe, with Montgomery from Iowa State. I thought it was going to do a little bit more. I'm very disappointed in the Bears. I don't think they addressed uh, some of their needs in the draft. The defense, too, just because they were good for a while. They're on the field too much. Even the games they won, they did in so unimpressive fashion. Very, They're just a bad football team. I don't think the Chicago Bears are an elite team. I agree. I think uh, 194 is a very good price for them not to make the playoffs. The Cleveland uh, Browns, as uh, we discussed, uh, are a trendy team. Um, you know, with all the talent that they have, they didn't live up to the hype uh, last year. Um, but they're not the only team in the state of Ohio. The Cincinnati Bengals uh, to make the playoffs. We discussed them earlier about going worse to first. I don't think it's going to happen. And these no. odds blow. I mean, these are terrible. I mean, yes, for the Bengals to make the playoffs at plus 680. That's horrible. It should be, on, it should be 16 to 1. Ah, really, 68 to 1. As if. No, no, but we're not going to give you that. It's no, no less, I know, less I know. than city style, but they should be about 14 to 16 to 1. Not even 7 to 1 is an idiot's bet. If uh, I was a millionaire, I'd have no problem putting $120,000 down if the Bengals don't make the playoffs to win 10K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh, you know, over 11 to 1 not to. It's not even that bad of a bet. No, the Bengals are going nowhere. Uh, it's going to be a hard learning curve for uh, Joe Burrow. We'll see how he does this year. He's going to get hit a lot, Gabe. The Browns, plus 122 to make the playoffs. They're going to be in the mix, but I'd like a little bit more value than this. It's still like the Cleveland Browns. Dude, yeah. they haven't made the playoffs in like 19 years or something. It's crazy. Yeah, I like the Browns. And uh, the link that you sent me to, plus 150, I found, is the best number for the Browns here. But you know what, Gabe? I still need a little bit more. I'm going to say yes, but it's not enough for me to pull the trigger. So I'm probably going to pass. But I like the Browns to improve. All right, the Dallas Cowboys are minus 225 Yes. Uh, to uh, to make the playoffs. Uh, you know what? I think they probably do. They do. They but at the same point in time, I'm not willing to lay minus 225 that they do. I agree. I think uh, that number is a little bit steep, but I do believe the Cowboys, I think Philly wins the division and uh, Dallas gets uh, gets into the playoffs there. Uh, yeah, it's too much juice. I agree with you, but I think Dallas is in. The thing is, the thing with the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys is, at least now they're starting to build a little depth, right? Because it would be, wow, well, what if Dak Prescott got hurt and Cooper Rush came in? Well, Cooper Rush isn't there anymore. Andy Dalton is now. So there's a little bit more of a sense of normalcy, at least with the backup quarterback uh, position. Uh, wide receiver, similar situation. You know, Amari Cooper, um, he's not a piece of crap, uh, like Rex Ryan stated, but it is true. He did disappear at times. Now you have CeeDee Lamb as well to go along with Michael Gallup. Um, so, you know, the talent level is pretty high for the Dallas Cowboys. It'll be interesting to see how um, Mike McCarthy puts all this together. Uh, right now at a very difficult uh, time. I want to get into the virtual camps, but uh, we'll do that on future shows. Just what are these virtual camps the teams are doing? The Denver Broncos, plus 162. I'd like a little bit more Need value more. for the Broncos, but they're going to be knocking on the door. The Broncos will be competing for a playoff spot this year, but it'll fall just short, I think. Couldn't agree more, Gabe. They actually might squeak in, but I need a little bit more. I need more than two to one to put Denver there. I think they are they could probably come second in that division. They're going to be much improved. They got weapons for lock, but I'm going to say no. But uh, if you like, yes, and you gave me a little bit more, I'd probably pull the trigger there, but no. Well, your Detroit Lions plus 250. So if you think they're going worse to first, then you got to sprinkle out of them to make the playoffs. You are correct. Uh, I thought you'd get better odds than that to make plus the playoffs. Plus 250 to make the playoffs, Detroit uh, Lions. 
They they will make the playoffs. I th- I I actually think they can win that division. So yes, Pretty I got to put bold. my money where my mouth is. Give me the Detroit Lions to make the playoffs this year. I like it. Cam's a fan of dome teams, the Colts and the Lions. Yes, no problem with the dome, buddy. Green Bay, <laughs> Green Bay Packers minus one fifty two to make the playoffs. I uh, listen. I'm not sure that the Packers are gonna you know fall apart like people think they are. And I know last year a lot of people thought that they were kind of a fraudulent 13-win football team. Uh, but with that being stated, I, at the minus money, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on it. I think the Minnesota Vikings are just as good as they are. I do think there's problems with Aaron Rodgers there now. They, you know, they got, you know, he, he never really got along with it. He didn't get along with McCarthy at the end. The LaFleur stuff was hit or miss, but they won games. But even though Aaron Rodgers was throwing for like 180 yards a game and stuff like that, you know he's frustrated. Now they pull the trigger on Jordan Love. As Brett Favre stated in between cashing uh, million-dollar welfare checks in Mississippi, that you know that the wheels are in motion and uh, in his mind about the future, about, I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to be here forever. And there could be a problem in paradise there in Green Bay, actually, this year. I could see them not making the playoffs, but I'm not going to bet it at plus 126. I agree. I'm not betting it. It's going to be very close, but they could be on the outside looking in. And uh, no, it's just a bad bet on yes and no. That's a team I'm going to stay away from. But game, horrible draft by the Packers. I think this team is uh, going to have a little bit of a decline. The Houston Texans, speaking of decline, hard to see them not uh, decline. It really is, especially losing their best player and one of the best players in the league in DeAndre Hopkins. You know, the players can't believe in Bill O'Brien at this point in time anymore. I think they're in. They're finally, their bubble is uh, finally due to burst. Deshaun Watson can only do so much uh, for them. Um, For them to make the playoffs, yes is plus 144. No is uh, minus 178. So the odds makers are on to it, though. Yep, they are. And I love it. At 178, I will put that bet in the portfolio now. I don't think the Houston Texans make the playoffs. I think it's going to be a real rough year for these guys. Aging defense, too. Watson loses his best target. Hey, what about Will Fuller? Are you going to be hurt again? He'll have a seven-catch game for 215 yards and three touchdowns and then not play again. This is a team I find is going to have a huge regression. Under 180, sign me up. Texans won't make the playoffs. Well, this next team, we know that you're going to say yes. The Indianapolis Colts, minus 154 yeah, to Cam make the Colt. playoffs right now. Cammy Colt, I'm in game 150. What a price. Give me the Colts. Yes, yes, yes. And don't forget, these these bets remain and stand as action um, as long as seven teams make the playoffs. So it doesn't matter how many games that they play. That's what I like about these as opposed to uh, betting a season win total right now that just might be void if they end up not playing 16 games. Jacksonville Jaguars, come on, plus 680 as well. Like, they got to offer more even to just get drunk people to want to bet on it. Like, who the hell is going to do that at plus 680 only? I wouldn't even give that one a look for 25, 30 to 1. I think it's a bad bet. You're right. That's just stupid. Come up with a better, better number than that to attract action. I'd, you know, at plus 680, that's like, will the Jags win four games? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I think it'll make the playoffs. It's a crap line. Pass. Just, you know, so uh, we can't get to every uh, football team uh, on this program because we want to get to every National Football League team and just sort of blast through it. So we went in alphabetical order. Uh, We'll make a check mark uh, here. We stopped with the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is laughable at plus 680. Coming up next, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, is minus 800. So uh, there's absolutely nothing uh, to do uh, with that. Uh, We're going to talk some baseball, though, for a couple of minutes. Scott Boris wrote an op-ed in the New York Times encouraging for the soul and the heart of America 
um, that uh, we need to start playing baseball sooner rather than later. And I'm sure the fact that uh, you know he's going to make millions of dollars in uh, in fees through contract players have nothing to do uh, with that, right? Uh, Dave Lennon's going to step up and in and uh, join us. Campbell return. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. Get on the grid, sports grid, and of course, we're kicking it on the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation uh, Radio. It's time to talk some baseball, or we should say uh, lack of uh, baseball uh, right now. Dave Lennon steps up and in and uh, joins us. And really enjoyed uh, Dave's uh, column uh, on uh, Newsday.com uh, because he's, uh, he's writing a lot of things that I've been preaching about People watch the Korean Baseball League on television in the late night hours right now, and they see the robot fans in uh, in Taiwan, and they wonder, well, if they're playing, then how come Major League Baseball isn't playing? And I've also seen it. It frustrates me because smart guys actually, too, you know, well-renowned baseball writers say it's a positive step to see what they've done in Korea as far as for Major League Baseball. And that is like as in, yeah, in Korea, they actually did something to fight the virus just hoping that it goes away and wanting to play because Scott Boris for the heart and soul of America. It's funny, I don't remember the owners caring about the heart and soul of America for the past time when they locked the players out in 94, right? It's funny now, it's, for the, it's not for us, it's for the flag type of thing, but it frustrates me. And, and tell us, you know, tell us the reasons, you know, and you're preaching to the choir here as far as South Korea actually tested like 365,000 people within a week. They had drive-through testing set up within days, within days. They had, they had apps and texts which would tell people, you're positive, uh, stay isolated for 14 days. They actually fought it, David. They just didn't hope that it went away. And, you know, we can hope we want baseball we want until we get testing. We can't play. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I, I found it interesting that, that one of the takes about this, and, and they said, you know, Major League Baseball is watching – the games in South Korea and Taiwan closely and, you know, taking notes and trying to figure out the roadmap to do this. And it's like, there's nothing to learn from the teams that are already on the field. That's not complicated at all. They get tested coming into the stadium with heat sensors. They wear masks when they're not on the field. And, you know, that they just stay on top of things, just like everybody else in society. It's everything around them that's been fixed. They don't talk about playing in bubble stadiums or protecting the players from the outside world. They're part of society, not segregated from everything. And that's what you have to get done first. Listen, you know, I've been criticized as somebody who is rooting against baseball being played. And I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> this is how I make my living is yeah. covering the sport. There's nothing I want more aside from health-related issues than to have baseball back. But the problem is as you have to take care of the health situation first for the society at large. Like you mentioned, South Korea has been on top of this stuff from the jump. U.S. and South Korea reported their first case of COVID on the same exact day, on January 21st. And look how we've been divergent on that. So 
you have to take care of containing the disease first, the virus first, and then baseball and basketball and hockey can fit into it. That's kind of the only way that it can be done. And it almost seems as though that the new strategy uh, right now is, well, we can't, uh, we can't beat it. So let's learn to live with it right now. And as you stated, sports is society. It's part of it. But it looks as if though, and let's just be real, they're willing to sacrifice lives already. And sports will be part of the bigger picture, right? As I mentioned. I mean, you know, Mitch McConnell's not calling and pressuring Gary Bettman to play the Stanley Cup right now. They view it as political as well, right? Let's get these guys back out there. The owners do. I thought it was interesting, Dave. I don't know what you made of it when Tony Clark stated, hey, we want to play. Players want to play. But he said, all these plans that you see about bubbles and quarantines, he goes, they haven't even, like, there's no plans. He goes, it's just media rhetoric. It's thrown out there. And as you stated, it's almost like they don't want to fix, you know, all right, society's broken, but society will be better if we have sports. Yet baseball players are members of society, right? That's what people seem to forget. Right. I mean, the other thing here, too, is that, listen, I mean, South Korea is a, is a nation of 51 million people, right? Yeah. The U.S. is a nation of, I don't know, 330 million. We're a much bigger country. We're way more spread out, which is even more reason not to try to do this without being prepared for it. Like, you can't just decide, you know what, let's pretend that things are okay, open things up, start playing games, and let's see what happens. That's a mistake. And I think the commissioner, you know, Rob Manfred, I think Tony Clark, the union chief, I think they realize that, hey, you know what, we can't do this. And what happens if one of our older staff members gets sick and dies from this? You know, they're not as concerned about the players. The players are younger. They're not part of a high-risk group here. But there's trainers, there's coaches, there's managers, there's other places that work around teams. I mean, can you imagine if they resume these sports, somebody like that gets sick, seriously ill, and perhaps dies from this? What, what position the league would be in then? And, and I'm talking about beside the loss of life, obviously. The PR damage here, I, I just can't even fathom it. And at minimum, they need 25,000-plus tests a month. And the logistics of that right now, I mean, the U.S. Senate says they couldn't get 102 tests, right, the other day. So, and I'm sure these leagues could wink, wink, get the test, right? Look, the UFC is going on. Fighters are getting tested. Dana White doesn't care about public, right? You know what I mean? He doesn't care about bad PR. And another thing is UFC fighters make $16,000 a fight, Dave. <laughs> they also don't have a union. Right. They also need the, the money. <laughs> they also need the money uh, right now. Out of all these crazy ideas, I actually thought, and what did you think of it? I thought that the the Cactus League, sort of the Arizona-Florida one, where the players could you know, play in their spring training stadiums without fans, sort of be a sense of normalcy, compounds that they're used to, bring the family, the quarantine's not real, but isolate people, tell the kids, listen, stay in the resort here, please. You know what I'm saying? But you can't lock them in a hotel room and say never leave, they need air, et cetera. I thought that actually made sense, but now they're hell-bent back on, oh, we're gonna play in these stadiums, and come on, man, they're not ready to play at Chase Stadium. They're not ready to play at Yankee Stadium right now, and there's gonna be outbreaks that pop up, so how do you even do this right? I, I, I kind of liked, like you said, the Florida-Arizona plan, because I liked having the leagues being the Cactus League. Yes, and, the and it's shaking up, exactly. That was, that, that was kind of funny, right? I mean, that was kind of a real radical, let's just, you know, this season is going to be a lost season anyway. Yeah. Let's really get crazy. 
and think of some really crazy ideas here and play it out and make it fun and realize it for what it is. But again, from practical purposes, I like these ideas on paper. On paper, they're very good ideas. In the real world, I just don't think they fit yet, you know? And, and to move them into the, you know, the leagues want to do it in their regular stadiums, you know, for convenience purposes. I see that. But they also want to get fans in at some point because that's where the revenue is. So, and they can't really do that down south. They'd rather do it in their main cities. And then I think you're missing the point. A lot of these cities aren't ready for that yet. New York is nowhere near ready for that yet. No, you're exactly right. Dave Lennon, uh, we're in conversation uh, with right now. How much time do they have is the question. You know, we've talked a lot of football in the program tonight, and the NFL has the benefit of time. It seems like everything sort of worked out for the NFL. It hit right as the, after the Super Bowl ends. They get through it. And I think the NFL uh, will probably, and that's the whole thing, too, that people sort of accept, well, the NFL is probably going to kick off in October. So, and the NFL has deep pockets. They have big resources. They have political will. You know, there's nothing stopping. The NFL could build it, you know, their bubble. If they, you know, they could build an island in a city if they needed to. They only play so once a week, too, right? Yes, exactly. And even they know, yeah, September's probably not happening for us. So how, like, is these baseball, like, you know, how political is it right now? Uh, right now, how much pressure is being put uh, on these owners? You know, I almost look at it like sort of like reopen up. It's like, yeah. The guys that want to reopen up aren't the guys that are working in Popeyes. They're not the guys that are working in a CVS. And I almost look at it like the owners. I think they leak these stories to the media. Oh, you know what? Maybe we can open up spring training, you know, June 4th and start in July. And I think they're just doing that to sort of put pressure on the players. So it's sort of like, hey, I go out to work every day. What about the troops? And you know the bit that the fans start to bust out. And I get the same thing that you do. When I tell people stuff's not realistic, they act like I don't want it to happen. I'm right. losing money because of this. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, the thing is that, listen, from the jump here, and I'm talking a month ago, when I talked to people involved here, whether it was with the union or with Major League Baseball, the idea they were working with, the date that everybody kind of circled <clears throat> to get kind of things moving was like May 15th. They felt they had to have a plan in place by around May 15th then they could maybe get people into a spring training around June 1st. And then they could maybe start a season around July. If they couldn't get a season going by July, then they pretty much had to scrap it. I mean, at that point, anything beyond as you got deeper into July, it just didn't become practical anymore. They don't want to play in December, obviously. That just doesn't make sense for them. They can go deep into November for the playoffs. They're willing yeah. to do that. But December is a non-starter. So this is what the timeline we're looking for. The next 10 days or so are going to be big days as far as decision-making. And if they don't have something in place by then, then you're going to have to really wonder if the, if the Major League Baseball season is going to be possible. It's a lot like the governors, though, isn't it? They're almost on their own, right? They're not. So there's no, like, they, they have to come up with all these tests on their own. They, you know, and it's just people don't understand the logistics of it, right? The swabs, the vials. Uh, the storage, the labs, who does the tests? And then it gets into, see, I can imagine it getting frustrated. I get frustrated by this because then people will say, well, what are you talking about? Major League Baseball have 300,000 test kits that they're using right now and nurses can't get a test kit? But that's almost not baseball's problem. Like the government, i.e., has to ramp up the testing so society can open, right? A bunch of armed protesters aren't going to change anything, bro. We need testing. 
Well, I mean, the other part of this, too, is that, you know, when they talk about and you talk to some of the people involved with the baseball teams and they say, sure, you know, we'll make sure that people are tested with heat sensors when they come into the stadium. We'll make sure they're tested when they need to be. Those type of things, because that's what they do in South Korea and Taiwan. Those countries have experienced at this. They've had pandemics before in, in their countries. They've had SARS. They've had MERS. They have a playbook for this stuff. We don't. Do you see what happens every time we try to do something here? It's a mad scramble, and nobody knows what to do. We'll try this. Then we'll try this. This doesn't work, so we'll try this. You know, the trial and error then takes weeks and weeks, and you can't do that with sports if you're trying to get this going. We have not even figured out how to do this successfully for the society at large. To think it can be done for sports is just premature. Again, I want sports to come back really badly, but you have to be serious and realistic about how that happens. Where do you think, um, will there be a split amongst the, the sort of superstar players and guys that are making a miller or two a year that, hey, listen, I just bought a new house. I have to do this as opposed, because we've seen Mike Trout, and Mike Trout never talks. Uh, right. Mike Trout says, hey, I'm not down with this. I don't like any quarantine idea. Clayton Kershaw said, ah, it's not a non-starter for me. Brett Anderson, we've gone down the list. You know, what, what do you hear from ball players more often than not, yes or no? Well, I mean, they all, they all say they want to play, but the practical part of this, they haven't been, the owners haven't decided how they want to pay these guys. I mean, they said they already negotiated this, and what's on the books is just prorating their contracts. <clears throat> not happening. If there aren't fans in the building and the owners aren't making money from fans, they are not paying these guys prorated versions of their contracts. The owners would rather not play than pay these guys that kind of money. Otherwise, it's a money loser for them. They won't play. So unless they figure out a compensation, and when I mean compensation, I mean paying these players a lot less than they think they're going to make this year, then the sport's not going to happen. And that's a major stumbling block here. And again, really a black eye for the union or for Major League Baseball if this doesn't come about because they can't decide how much money these guys should make. And oh yeah, by the way, their CBA is expiring as well, right? Sure, next year, yeah. <laughs> the timing, yeah, the right. timing uh, of all of this uh, to happen right now. I wish we were talking about the Mets. Uh, right now, I was all excited for the start of the Mets uh, season. And uh, hopefully, I thought maybe they could surprise people. And the start of baseball, I wish we could talk under different circumstances, but I enjoyed uh, the conversation. Nevertheless, thanks for your time, Dave. Thanks for having me. There's a Dave Lennon uh, with us. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, sometimes you don't like to hear reality, but that's the truth. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, we got a couple of minutes before we wrap up uh, here on Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci. A lot of excitement uh, in the air right now. Football fever. Uh, the National Football League did a great job uh, with the draft and the virtual draft. The ratings were massive. Listen, you can talk NFL football in the middle of a pandemic. You can talk yep. uh, NFL football on July 4th, August 4th, December the 4th, January the 4th. It really is the one sport that any time of the year you know, people get excited when you start talking about the, the National Football League, but there's been so much uncertainty in all of our lives 
uh, right now. There is a light at the end of the tunnel that's coming. I think there's also going to be um, there's going to be dark days ahead as well, guys. But football season is far off enough um, that we know they're going to play. Now the NFL will they start in on September the 10th? I don't think so. They're going to release you know the, the schedule is going to be released, and we can deal with that after. But as we discussed earlier, there will be college football. And, you know, maybe not every school, maybe not every conference, but we will have football games to bet on. And at least we know that's, you know, that's our world that we live in. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel now. Yeah, I agree with you, Gabe. We're going to have SEC football, big, you know, uh, Big 12 football. Uh, the Sun Belt will play. It's going to be great. No, things are starting to come back to normalcy. And, uh, yeah, college football, hey, man, it's a lot of money these schools need. So, uh, you know, the 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 right pushing. <laughs> come on, guys, let's play football. Sometimes money talks, right? They need to play these games. And I'll tell you, SEC country, they'll play, definitely. You know, there's a lot of, uh, and we, we've talked about this, there's a lot of people that just, you know, wonder how come they can't play how come they just don't start playing? And it comes down to testing, guys. Yeah. It just comes down to testing. And, you know, we've talked about this uh, ad hominem, like over and over and over and over again about Korea and about the German soccer league that's finally set to go and they got the approval to go ahead. They went through various testing, players testing positive, being isolated for 14 days, coming back. And, and then finally they tested the entire league. All right, so they're like, all right, everybody's tested. I think it was 1,700 people got tested. Only 10 people had it. 10 Pretty people good. had it. It was a couple of coaches that they said, all right, older dudes, you got to, you know, you better go to the hospital type thing. <laughs> and a couple of the younger players was like, all right, I feel all right. But they're like, all right, you got to go into quarantine for 14 days. And so they went into quarantine. Now, so everyone got out. They reset it again. It took them forever. They reset it again. They took everyone's test again. Only 10 people, which isn't a bad percentage. And now, after that, they have to go into quarantine again. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.